You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. TUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Town Square media station. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online Senior Analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Once again, for Southern Fried Sports on your home for University of Alabama Athletics, Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peter Brook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hill section of Tuscaloosa. You know what next Wednesday is? At Peterbrook Chocolatier with the month of July upon us each and every Wednesday during the month of July, you can swing by Peterbrook Chocolatier, pick up a free scoop of that outstanding gelato, the Italian ice cream, as Pops referred to refers to it as. That's right, month of July, Wednesdays, gelato Wednesdays at Peterbrook Chocolatier, free scoop. A gelato for you during the month of July. Joined on the program by the executive producer of Southern Fried Sports, Jacob Harrison. And together, we combine to form the 60-bit of Sports Talk Radio. How are you, Jacob, on this hump day? I'm good. It's a, it's a hump day, but it's also the eve of the start of the vast unknown that is name, image, and likeness making its way to college fo- sports. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the timeline starting tomorrow having DJ Ungalele, the quarterback for Clemson, representing Hawaiian Airlines. Why not, right? That makes plenty of sense. Uh, who knows? Who knows what tomorrow might bring for us? You're right. It's kind of Christmas Eve-ish in that regard. We'll talk about some of that with Cecil Hurd coming up in our very next segment. Of course, Cecil joins us on Wednesdays here on the program. Among the many topics we'll get into with Cecil, good old name, image, and likeness. I've got some questions. You know, what if a sponsor... And I'm guessing the universities would like this. What if a sponsor wants a, a specific student athlete to appear on a radio show or a television program on a weekly basis? Sort of like what we see in the National Football League. You know, different markets, different teams. You've got the star players who have their own 
television shows on a weekly basis. Podcasts are obviously very hot right now. How do you balance that within your sports information protocols in terms of availability for student athletes? You know, Alabama, very selective in who it puts forth, especially from the football perspective. So a lot of unknowns as we venture into name, image, and likeness. How about, hey, coach, on a Thursday night in November that Bryce Young has a weekly spot on? Huh? Well, you know, if you're Alabama in that scenario, you're controlling, I guess, the the content first and foremost, and and you're still getting paid from the sponsors uh, who might want to have that type of presence on a show. We'll see. And also shoe and apparel deals. You know, is that going to be available to student athletes moving forward? Because we know what the Nike money means to athletic departments around college athletics. Alabama being chief among those. That Nike money, that Under Armour money, you know, is Bryce Young going to be able to say, well, you know what? I'm wearing Adidas. That could be a problem. Could be problematic. I'm guessing those will be among among the uh, the issues that'll be worked out in the coming days and months, but those shoe and apparel deals licensing in general, right? I guess if you're playing for the university, they can control that in terms of uh, the licensing and the branding that is first and foremost belongs to the university. Oh man, this is why I don't venture down that name, image and likeness rabbit hole all too often 205-342-9904 that is the peterbrook chocolatier studio line if you would like to jump on board with us you are more than welcome to do so college world series we've got it one game left in the college baseball season and why not have a couple a couple of the blue bloods when it comes to collegiate baseball from the southeastern conference one game for everything tonight out in omaha as Mississippi State in game two of the championship series of the College World Series last night put a 13-2 hammer on the Vandy Whistler. You didn't hear the Vandy Whistler as much last night, did you? Funny how that happens when he's getting dimed and won by Mississippi State last night. Again, there's people out there, conspiracy theorists, that are very much in the corner of there being multiple Vandy Whistlers. Yeah, yeah, multiple Vandy Whistlers. But Mississippi State, very impressive in Game 2, forcing Game 3, the deciding Game 3 tonight. Again, it's worked out nicely for Vanderbilt. If it were going to come down to this, they were able to start. Jack Leiter in Game 1 got the win. Uh, Didn't go so well last night. Uh, More so because Vandy defensively, uncharacteristically, for that program, very, very shaky. Walks and errors last night, a real problem for the Commodores. But Kumar Rocker set to go tonight for Vanderbilt on four days rest. We'll see how he responds to that. And then when you look at Mississippi State, likelihood of it being more of a Johnny Holstaff situation, although its top option right now, Will Bedner is expected to be available. Maybe not for an extended start or six, seven innings, but if you can get four or five out of Bedner 
and then get it to your closer, Landon Sims, who is one of the very best in college baseball. You got a shot tonight if you're Mississippi State. Again, this isn't a Vandy team. You think about the pitching matchup, and you think, wow, that's a big advantage for Vanderbilt with Kumar. Rocker expected to go. But this isn't a Vandy team that that loses a lot of baseballs when it comes to its prowess at the plate. Vandy hitting right around 200 as a team for the 2021 College World Series. Amazing. It speaks to, again, the abilities of primarily lighter Kumar Rocker and the back end of that pitching staff, too. They get the ball into the late innings. They're very good. Vanderbilt is got a couple options coming out of that bullpen. And their arms are rested as well. That was big for Mississippi State last night to win in a convincing manner and be able to save Landon Sims. Didn't need to close the game with him. So you expect him to be good to go. And you talk about Bedner and Sims together. You know, they combined for 21 strikeouts in a win over Texas last week at the College World Series. So would love, would love to see those two if you're Mississippi State on the bump at various points during tonight's ballgame. 205-342-9904. I'm speaking of baseball. You know what I got next week? You know what I'm doing? I'm going back to the hometown of the university that bestowed an honorary degree upon me back in December. At least that's the way I took it. You know, the last trip I made up to the Windy City ended up at Northwestern University Hospital, got Stan the Stint added to the mix back in late December. I take that to mean I am a proud alum now of Northwestern. Okay, maybe I'm reaching on that. But as someone who never obtained a official degree, diploma, from an accredited university, I'm that's what I'm going with. I am an alum of Northwestern, prestigious Northwestern University. Going back up to Chicago next week, got some Cubs action. Already got the dining options laid out, Gibson Steakhouse. Go in next Wednesday evening is what we're doing. We go in one week from today, catch a non-stopper up to Chicago, get into town about 6, check in the hotel Wednesday evening, I'm at Gibson Steakhouse. I hope you're listening to this, Joe Gaither, Chicago Joe Gaither. By 8.30, I'm going to be at Gibson Steakhouse. All right. Get up Thursday morning. Going to do the architectural boat tour through the city of Chicago. I've done it a couple times. It doesn't matter. You can do that tour if you've ever done it or if you've never done it in Chicago. You need to do it. It's outstanding. A lot of insight, a lot of history into the city of Chicago. Some incredible architecture there in downtown Chicago. Also, uh, they have full bar on those boats. Just just in case. Just in case you get a little thirsty on the architectural tour. Uh, And then we've got Thursday night, we're going to have the Cubs and the Phillies at Wrigley Field. That's a night game on Thursday night. Friday get up, going to get on some bicycles and bike the shoreline there of Lake Michigan in downtown. Pretty cool if you've never done that. Going to do a little bicycling there along Lake Michigan. And then we've got an afternoon game at Wrigley Field with the St. Louis Cardinals, the hated rivals, the St. Louis Cardinals in Chicago. 
next Thursday afternoon, or excuse me, next Friday afternoon. Okay, Friday night, I've got dinner lined up for us, Italian, at Cortino there in downtown Chicago. Great, great stuff. What I like about Cortino, and I'm mapping out a trip to Chicago for you if you haven't done it, Cortino does small plate Italian. So you're not committed to just the lasagna or the bolognese or the uh, braised beef rib, short rib. You can kind of go a couple different ways, three or four different ways with those short plates. Cortino outstanding. Uh, And then we're going to do some Chicago blues late night on Friday night. Kingston Mines. If you've never seen Joanna uh, Connor, Joanna Connor play, the slide guitar, check her out on YouTube. You can find her pretty easily. She is amazing. And so she'll be playing late night at the Kingston Mines. The cool thing about the Kingston Mines is you've got two rooms there. And so for about 45 minutes, you'll have blues guitar on this side with Joanna going for 45 minutes of just straight fire. She'll play her little quick set. And then the next set starts in the adjacent room. So it's just nonstop. You're just switching rooms, watching these folks go at it. And then we'll come back on, we'll head home on Saturday. Pretty full trip, I'd say, right? A little Chicago for you late next week. You know what else we've got? we got the Olympics coming up. And I'm feeling pretty unpatriotic at this point, Jacob Harrison. My anticipation level for the upcoming Olympics, especially after being pushed back a year over in Tokyo, probably not what it should be. I'm looking forward to the gymnastics. I love the gymnastics. I'm looking forward to JT, Justin Thomas, playing in the golf event at the Olympics, representing the United States of America. I'm really, really, really looking forward to Haley McClenney in USA softball. It is back, temporarily at least. USA softball, Olympic softball, could be just an epic showdown between host Japan and visiting USA on the softball diamond as we move throughout that tournament. But otherwise, not all that fired up. Are you a big Olympics guy, Jacob? No, I'm not a big Olympics guy. If, if it's football on, guy. I'll stop football and watch guy, it. Jacob Harrison. Yeah, yeah, big big gump over here. But, I mean, if it's <laughs> on, I'll stop and watch it, uh, especially if it's like boxing or wrestling or something like that. But... I mean, it's on all the time, so I'll, I'll catch know. some of it. <laughs> and the the with it being in Japan, man, I mean, if you want to watch live some of this stuff, you want to watch USA softball, you might need to be up at like 2 o'clock. Now, I, had a, I have a friend uh, from India, and you know what's huge over there is the cricket, Jacob. They love the cricket. And when they have the World Cup of cricket – you know, they'll play it overseas or, you know, somewhere across the pond. Uh, my buddy PK, PK Patel, he and all of his friends, they would get up. They would stay up all night on a weeknight and go to work the next day. But they would just be amped up for this World Cup of cricket. And they would stay up. Game wouldn't start the match. Excuse me. The match wouldn't start until like 2 a.m. local time or where they were watching it. And they, they, you know, they watch cricket till five, six, seven o'clock in the morning and they go straight to work. 
you know, nobody else over here really gave a damn, but cricket, a big deal over there. We're going to be kind of like that with some of the events in the upcoming Olympics, I think. Uh, you're going to have spoilers out there. The social media going to be so strong. You know, it's going to be tough not to to have some things spoiled for you unless you're just willing to be up all time, all hours of the night checking it out live. 205-342-9904 is the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio Line, and we're going to go to it. Coming up next with Cecil Hurt of the Tuscaloosa News and Tidesports.com when a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports continues on right after this. Alabama football countdown clock is driven by Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call 752-6489 for a free quote today. There are, there are, there are 66 days until Alabama football. Apply. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny, warm, and humid. Scattered showers and thunderstorms around through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 70. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. And again, the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 84 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com or download the free Tide 100.9 app. Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryder, senior analyst for With you, and it's that time on Wednesdays when many, many times over these last five years, we have brought on Cecil Hurt, sports editor and columnist, of course, for the Tuscaloosa News and Tidesports.com with Led Zeppelin serving as the uh, soundtrack there, Cecil, I think that's a favorite of yours. It has been, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Absolutely. why break with that at this point, you know? Um, no, wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to break. <laughs> oh, Cecil, speaking of bracing ourselves, are you ready for this tidal wave of NIL set to uh, just wash <laughs> over us tomorrow? Um, not really, but it's yeah. coming in. So that's the what that's the way tidal waves are. You can't be ready for them, but they're going to come. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting in several sports. Uh, you know, I think people will play, pay the most attention to football, but it'll be interesting in basketball too. So, um, it, it's. 
it's going to change the way people look at things. It's going to change the way people handle things. I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to see. You know, all the universities, including Alabama, are offering their own um, service counseling. You know, to help kids out. I, but I don't know that these independents aren't going to tell them they can make them a better deal. So we'll see how that works out. Of course, That's... if you go. Th- if you go through Alabama, then maybe you can, you know, if, if you go independent, then you're not going to have any shot of using the trademarks, you know, the stadium, the, the uniform, et cetera. So uh, that'll see. And, and I just don't know that uh, the shoe companies or the, I mean, they're, they're going to go top end people um, and, I I can't sit here and explain how all the compliance is going to work mm-hmm. from the, the local car dealer or the, the statewide restaurant chain. I saw Nebraska student athletes would come up with some kind of deal from from Runza, which is a Nebraska chain of <laughs> beef and casserole, which is pretty Nebraska, but. Um, yeah, it's it's um but I don't know what the details are. Um whether the kids are getting paid a couple of hundred bucks or whether they get a free run to if they roll up to the drive through. I don't know how that's gonna work. And I don't know that anybody knows how it's gonna work. I don't know that I, these schools aren't gonna have to take on extra compliance people because most of the state laws and I think what the schools are going to try to operate by is, is, well, you can't use it for recruiting and you can't have it based on performance. Well, good luck. You know, good luck with that. So, um, we'll see. But yeah, I would, I would be shocked if, if, um, Will Anderson or J.D. Davidson or Montana Fouts didn't have deals announced tomorrow. Um, or, or in the coming days, and uh, and those you know at that level they'll make some money, and it's it's just kind of been dumped in the laps of the school to sort it out, and um, how how's, how's compliance going to work? I don't have any idea uh, any more than anybody else, including the people in compliance have a firm idea because there's no NCAA legislation. I mean, there's recommendations and there's state laws, but it's not like you just run to the manual and look up the bylaw and say, oh, this is this is a violation. So, um, so we'll just have to wait and see. We'll all have to kind of grow with it together um, because it's here. It's not going to not happen. Nobody's going to step in in the morning and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is this is crazy. Um, hey, because they do have a right to um, name, image, and likeness, um, but but B, nobody knows what if if you don't do it that way, nobody knows what you would replace it with anyway. So um, it, it will be it will be interesting. Um, and we'll all have to 
sort of go through it together. Why it's already, is it, Cecil? I, that... About this in context of of um, tonight's baseball game. You know, Mississippi State people are already permanently bent out of shape because they think Vanderbilt gets more scholarships, and maybe they do. You know, it, that's a that's a story with with two sides, and and um, but Mississippi State people are convinced that they're playing with um, thirteen nine, and Vandy's got nineteen or twenty. Um, so, you know, take that out of baseball, put it into football. And everybody's going to be accusing everybody else of fudging on the state law or the the conference guideline or whatever comes into being on NIL. You know, everybody is. And I, I don't know. You know, Nick Saban's got a list of what nine, ten, let's say ten kids committed. You know what? What happens if if Texas A&M or or Oklahoma just said, "Well, we'd like to have those ten kids, but why don't we put them on um, OK Oil name, image, likeness, and see?" You know, Alabama's going to have to respond some way, and that's that's just commitment. I don't I don't regard yeah, with a couple of exceptions, I don't regard any commitment football commitment basketball commitment that's been made today as having any bearing on where anybody's going to sign um you know some some will but um why why do the evaluation work man? if you're if you're a you know i'll, I'll throw one out that, that's not competitive in that way but if you're central arkansas why fly over and do the do the legwork and do the um, evaluation and have kids in camps and host official visits uh, when you can just go down Alabama's list or or Arkansas's list and say, well, you know, they're great, but we'll offer you twice as much, you know, or, or our sponsors or our your deal will be worth twice as much. Uh, you know, what's going to happen, I don't know. Why is it, Cecil, you think that the governing body of collegiate athletics seemingly didn't get out in front of this? Um, While the, the individual universities seem like they did, or they have, but the governing body uh, of, of, of collegiate athletics, um, what, what, what do you think has happened there? For a long time, um, They've been and, and you know let's let's separate what the NCAA is from what it's not. Uh, they don't. First of all, they don't govern football. Um, That's true. You know. Second of all, you know what? But but what they have and have had is a billion dollar property in that basketball tournament, and that's what more or less pays for everything. But it's a it's an organization that at one time, you know, in its existence was was put in place to enforce rules and, and make sure fifty years ago that 
about 100 years ago, that Congress didn't decide the sport was too violent or too dirty and couldn't police itself and either do away with it or lock it into the Ivy League model or have an absolute free market. Well, nobody wanted a free market, you know, and um, so, so it came into existence because the schools want things that way and, and have wanted it, you know. That's who makes up the NCAA, and nobody, nobody at the institutional level, um, that got got dragged in chains uh, to do this. They, they all participate. Um, a because of, of you know the issues they didn't want Katie Roosevelt saying Princeton couldn't play football anymore. But B, the basketball tournament got to be so lucrative. Um, that everybody wants a piece of that and wants part of that. And a lot of budgets are that, that makes or breaks them. But, you know, the NCAA also took its slice of that pie to, you know, they've got the trade and still have, still have uh, the trademark on that, the operating rights, if that's what you want to call it to that. Um, So everybody's kind of fat and happy you know, for many, many years. And I don't, I think they, I think they obviously overestimated the prowess of their legal teams. Uh, They've paid a lot of institutional money, you know, money that ultimately comes um, from the schools to attorneys. Um, who've just gotten thumped right along the way. Uh, so I think that's a part of it. And, and I don't think they really anticipated that happen. I, I don't really think until maybe six months ago that, that they thought that was going to happen. But it did. It has. And it's... <laughs> You know, when you get an organization like that, Travis, and they're involved in hundreds of things and they're, they're generating, you know, they're a billion-dollar enterprise because of the basketball tournament and certain other um, incomes, uh, it's an oil tanker, man, and it takes some time to turn around. And uh, that's what you're going to see with the NCAA. But let's not, you know, let's not pretend that the NCAA was, created, you know, divinely created, and these schools were stuck in there against their will. This is this is the school's creation. So, um, but everybody was, was happy going along and didn't expect uh, times to change. You know, you, <laughs> you get older and, and um, you get entrenched, and, and by that I mean the NCAA as an institution, and you think everything is going to be the way it was when you were a kid, you know, when 25 years ago, when the bowls were handing out the money and everything was good, everybody was, was doing well, and the athletes were getting scholarships, and, um, you know, but they weren't getting paid. So... Uh, it's going to open up some, some ramifications for 
athletes, you know, some tax ramifications. All this NIL money taxable. Don't don't think that's not going to happen. Don't think mm-hmm. don't think some quarterback hundred thousand dollars means a hundred thousand dollars. You know, um, it, it's taxed. Um, it may create, we'll see, a situation where the scholarship benefits that they get are also taxed. Um, again, all of that remains to be. There's no collective bargaining for the players right now. They may try. Certainly, some entities will try to uh, unionize or, or create some sort of collective bargaining. And now let me tell you, that one gets to the Supreme Court, and you got a different, you know, <laughs> this nine-hour ruling that you just saw. Uh, you got a different possibility, given the the um, stance of some of these justices on unionization, than nine-zero. Believe me, believe me, you would have to overcome a couple of. Uh, obstacles there to, to get to 5-4. Um, so, so I don't know how that's going to work. We're just going to see a lot of litigation on various fronts. Um, and again, I, I, I know fans don't want to hear it. All the fan wants to do is sit down, turn on his television set on September the 4th, and watch Alabama and Miami. And whoever's out there playing, that's you know, if they've got the if they've got those um, clean Alabama uniforms, that's who's playing. Um, yeah, they've got the the orange and green. You know, that's their team. But I imagine Derek King is going to have a pretty good NIL deal. And some of those other Miami guys, and some of it's just guesswork. And now that this is particularly true in basketball, but in football too. You know, you, you you might want to make a you might want to make a deal that uh, you know, and these kids have to be careful because you you sign a deal in college that sounds great, but it's a five year deal, and you're a first round draft choice, but you're still in that five year endorsement deal with you know Pepsi, and all of a sudden you're at way under market. For a professional athlete, so uh, so much goes into it. But uh, so so I look forward to some of it tomorrow. You know, tomorrow will be a. I think it'll be a frenzy in a way, a media frenzy, certainly, uh, almost like National Signing Day. You know, oh, look at this, Spencer Rattler's got this at Oklahoma, and um, you know. Um, Bryce Young got this at Alabama, and JT Daniels got this at Georgia. Uh, but it's a double-edged sword, you know. It's a double-edged sword, uh, and I'm curious um, how Nick Saban's gonna. That was my next up. question, coaches in general, but with an emphasis on Nick Saban. How does this get handled? Because so much of the talk. The narrative is about the team dynamic. That's got to be a bigger challenge moving forward, doesn't it? It does. And all of a sudden, you know, he's got to know who can get what deal. And when a guy comes in and sits down and says, Coach, 
in Georgia, the, the varsity's offered me a sponsorship deal. You know, <laughs> I'm going to be endorsing Chili Dog. You know, um, he's got to he's got to be able to. It's when he's got he's got to pull the Archibald's card right then and there, Cecil. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. if Chili Dogs are the competition, come on, Cecil. You know, I mean, there you there you go. But <laughs> but if but if they're paying fifty thousand dollars a year for Chili Dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they taste a little better, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and then things are different. Frosted and, orange, you know. And you know, at the end of this season, when somebody goes five and seven, um, you know, people are going to have questions. And I think that that Nick Saban has always been adaptable. I think he'll be adaptable to this um, but it's going to take um, it's going to be interesting it's going to be really interesting from a recruiting standpoint and from a team management standpoint you know for, for his whole time at Alabama for his whole coaching career um, he's had that carrot out there that you know do right do what we tell you we'll prepare you Three years, you can make money, you know, real money. Um, and and now, you know, what, how do you deal with the guy that says, "Well, I'm making twenty five thousand dollars for Chili Dog," you know? So why do I why do I really want to go in there and bust my butt? Um, so it's something that'll have to be dealt with. I think at the Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. Oklahoma level, Texas. Uh, it'll work out, but it, it'll be it'll be very different. Uh, the other th- one of the other things, one of the many many other things, I think it'll change is, is um, recruiting in the recruiting industry to an extent. Um, and, and look, let's be honest the. The rivals 150 or whatever I'm just throwing out. Um, most of them are going to go to those elite schools anyway, always have. But now, you know, if you're Southern Miss, why, why bother? You know, why, why worry about high school kids unless there's one in Hattiesburg or Laurel? Um, why worry about high school kids? when you can just sit back and, and wait on guys that want to transfer out in a year or two, offer them a, you know, little catfish endorsement deal. <laughs> and uh, then you've got them and they don't have the free transfer year anymore. And also, if you take the high school kids and do a good job of developing them, where they're, they're probably headed where somewhere else. Where are they going? You get a, you get a big raw bone kid from, from, down there in in um, Sandersville, and six four and two forty, and you make him, you know, he, he grows an inch, and you put some weight on. He's six five and two sixteen, a tight end that runs a four seven. What's he gonna do? Yeah, got the one time transfer rule now to go along with all this, right? What what what's he gonna do? You know, and I'm not saying anybody's gonna tamper with him, but he's got a buddy that goes to. Auburn, and he's got a buddy that goes to Alabama, and he's got a buddy at Ole Miss. But man, we got it good here, you know. 
And and these coaches, you know, Saban, he's putting guys in the NFL, you know. Kiffin, he's putting, you know, Ole Miss putting receivers in the NFL. What's that, what's that tight end going to do? Yeah. Cecil, let's talk some hoops because uh, we're still trying to figure out exactly what this 2021-2022 men's basketball roster at the University of Alabama is going to look like. Josh Primo, by all accounts, has been impressive throughout the draft process, but Jaden Shackelford, I guess, still out there as well. He is, and, um, you know, we'll... He also has a transfer option available. I don't know that that would make much sense for Jaden, but he certainly could play. You know, the, the only way that, that Jaden shouldn't come back is if he seriously is looking at Namari Burnett. Jake Quinterly plays a different position. But if you're looking at, at Namari and J.D. Davidson and Keon, and you think your minutes are going to get eaten into, uh, then you might want to go somewhere to play more minutes. He played more minutes than anybody else last year for Alabama. An all-SEC player, but, you know, people are going to, people are going to talk and people are going to promise. And so his pro future, if he stays in, um, is overseas at best, you know, I would think. I mean, NBA didn't invite him in. G League didn't invite him in. So, um, but but there are a thousand opportunities overseas. I saw where uh, Retton Elbasahan, who's a great guy, great athlete, uh, is going to sign with Jerusalem for next season. I've uh, been playing in Belgium and you know, so there's all kind of opportunities and all kind of levels and all kind of pay levels. Bretton, I would bet, got a good deal. You know, he's probably making pretty good money in Israel next year. Uh, whether Jaden could get that, I, you know, I don't know. It depends a little bit on your agent. But you could find yourself, you could, <laughs> you could find yourself out there in Madagascar, Madagascar somewhere. So. Um, just have to see what happens. And he may be back. I'm, I'm not going to rule out that he may be back. But if he's not back, it may tell you <clears throat> a little something about um, what he thinks about his playing time. And if, if he and Josh both don't, don't come back, then Nate Oates has a scholarship. And there's still guys out there, you know, plenty of guys. Pop into the portal every day, believe it or not. So uh, you just have to see what would uh, what would transpire. <laughs> but we'll know. <laughs> At least we'll know that one. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, speaking of hoops, we got a regional team in the conference finals this year in the Atlanta Hawks, who tied up that Eastern Conference Finals. Series last night with the Milwaukee Bucks at two games apiece, 110-88. The Hawks without Trey Young, but Sweet Lou Williams doing his thing along with Bogdan Bogdanovich. Those two combined for 41 last night to push the Hawks past Milwaukee 
Unfortunately, knee injury for Giannis, uh, the, the Greek freak. We'll see, learn more about that. A little bit ominous sounding after he went out last night. Uh, with a regional team at this point in the NBA playoffs, is your NBA playoff consumption, Cecil, up about the same? Where, where does that sit for you? Um. Nothing against the Hawks. I'm happy <clears throat> for a lot of people I know and grew up in Atlanta or from Atlanta and, and um, have have supported the Hawks. So I, I, I don't have a problem. That Trey Young's a, a fun player to watch, but mine's about the mine's about the same. I'm going to watch. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Well, all LeBron's not in it. You know, I'm not going to watch. Um. You know, every every team has great players. That's that's. Um, I'm sorry that the teams who are still in. I'm sorry Kawhi's not playing. You know, sorry Trey Young couldn't play last night. Um, so glad to see Chris Paul is back. I think I think that's the best team. I think, but pretty you know pretty good deal of parity at least at least this year, but I'm not the um, NBA fan who was strictly an NBA fan you know, long before long before Jordan, you know. Um, I'm watching Wilton Kareem. So so yes, I love watching this guy. I love watching Jordan. I love watching LeBron, but it doesn't affect whether I'm gonna watch the playoffs or not. Now nationwide I think it does, but me personally, it doesn't. It's not up or down. But now, for instance, last night, I'm watching the College World Series. Um, time I get over to um, watch the NBA games, pretty much out of hand. Hawks are pretty much in command. So, you know, you let it go. But, um, I think it would be great for Atlanta if the Hawks could make the finals. That does not mean I, I hate that Giannis is hurt, but um, you know I think it, I think it would be good for Atlanta, and we'll see how Phoenix can bounce back from getting drubbed out of the Clippers the other night. What's your anticipation for the upcoming Olympics, Cecil? You big Olympics guy? Um. You know, Travis, for one thing, since I've been working, you know, as a kid, I remember those 76, you know, 72 and 76 Olympics, almost better than I do any recent Olympics. Um, 80, 80 for me, the miracle on yeah. ice, right? Lake Placid, yeah, that, yeah. that, I'm with you on that. Um, for me, even if they're in August, um, during my working life, it's football season. Yeah. I'm busy, you know, so it's hard for me to to sit down and watch. You know, I, I will make this, you know, if, if Carl Lewis was running or if Usain Bolt is running, I'll watch that, you know. And, and that's nothing against uh, if Simone Biles is on, I'll, I'll watch Simone Biles, probably the great athlete of our generation. I have some interest, obviously, in the fairly large 
contingent of athletes that Alabama is sending um, to Tokyo, some university connection or other. Uh, I don't even know, <laughs> but I don't know that if I, I can knock out three hours a day to watch JT play Olympic golf. You know, <laughs> if I can do that. I got that one for you, Cecil. Don't worry. I've got that good. one covered for us. All right. Good, good. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested, but I, I could name more performers from 72, 76 than I could from 2012. Yeah. You know, and, and that's no knock on anybody. You know, it comes in football. Football season sometimes it's in September, right? Wasn't it in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then in September, what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. So it's true. Um, only so many hours in the day, but I, they're they're great athletes. They're tremendous to watch, and um, you know the the gymnastics. You know, I, I wish uh, I wish them well. I wish all the American teams. Well, and hope uh, two, three, four medals are coming back to Tuscaloosa, or at least uh, coming to Alabama graduates. That would be cool. Well, over the last five years, you've provided us with hours uh, of good insight, great insight, and for that, we're certainly appreciative. Thanks so much, Cecil. Travis, congratulations. You know, we're, we'll, we'll stay close regardless of what the venue is. Absolutely. Absolutely. People don't realize, Cecil, we've been pretty much doing this before this show ever came on board in some form or fashion. Does <laughs> happen? Um, certainly since, shoot, people make me do this stuff and it just, you know, it just dates me. But, you know, 20, yeah. 20 years easily, a little more than Yeah, 20. at least 20. You know? Absolutely. Thanks so, again, Cecil. Yeah, we were we were message board pals at one time. Absolutely. Back when the old internet, Al Gore, when he founded it, you know, uh, we back, go back when, to that. Back on Netscape Navigator. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even people some hardline telephone calls back in the day between people, us. People you know? don't remember that if, at one time before Google, Netscape Navigator was the number one search engine in the world. Um, Amazing. For about six months. For about six months and then technology stayed them up. <laughs> Oh, anyway, Cecil. I will. Uh, we'll talk soon. I will see you soon, Travis. And congratulations. Absolutely. Thanks, Cecil. Okay. All right, let's head to a final break. Thanks again to the great Cecil Hurt. Put a wrap on a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports right after this. Oh. How do you? Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny, warm and humid. Scattered showers and thunderstorms around through the evening hours. The high today, 90. Tonight's low, 70. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine. And again, the chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 85 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama football countdown clock is driven by Crawford Insurance, Tuscaloosa's low-cost auto insurer. Call 752-6489 for a free quote today. There are there are there are 66 days until Alabama football. The 
flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Southern Pride Sports. Thanks again to Cecil Hurt, sports editor and columnist, of course, for the Tuscaloosa News and Tidesports.com. Always a good time having Cecil on the program. Always as insightful, beyond insightful when it comes to collegiate athletics, sports in general, really, and certainly where the University of Alabama is concerned. Great catching up with Cecil. The Eve, a name, image, and likeness day. Oof, what will tomorrow's show be like? Will we just spend a full hour going through the name, image, and likeness deals that Alabama athletes are going to unveil on Thursday? College athletics changing forever on the first day of July, 2021. That's going to do it for a Wednesday edition of Southern Fried Sports. The Wednesday lunch whistle is Southern Ale House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section up Tuscaloosa. They had the Kraft Burger Night. Burger Night, always a success at Southern Ale House. They give you a couple of three outstanding options to go along with some paired up craft brews as well. Every day, though, a great day to check out Southern Ale House. Happy hour coming up later this afternoon if you can't make it for lunch today. Always great at dinner as well. Southern Ale House, 1530 McFarland Boulevard North. Until 11 a.m. on Thursday. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody.